Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special edition of Employment Matters, brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm your host, Pete Waltz. Along with bringing you the updates and critical events happening all around the world, we're always fortunate to have the chance to dial in our local ELA lawyers. These folks are practicing in jurisdictions all around the world, working daily with their clients to help them move through difficult times. On the program, we span the globe, speaking with members both here in the States as well as internationally, and we received updates on critical issues from members in China, Italy, Korea, all across Asia, Europe, and Latin America. Today, we're going to be chatting with two of our members from Indonesia. Joining us on the program today is Farul Youssef and Shahdan Aziz. Both are partners at SSEK. Farul and Shahdan are joining us from their offices in Jakarta. Today, Farul and Shahdan are going to give us a brief update on the new omnibus law in Indonesia and how that's impacting business there. Welcome to the program, gentlemen. Farul, how have you been? Hi, Abid. We're doing great. Thanks for asking. Good, good. And Shahdan, nice to meet you as well. We haven't chatted before. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Hi, Pete. Likewise. Thank you. Well, Farul, let's get started with you. Can you give us a little background about the omnibus law, which is kind of taking place? It's officially called the Law on Jobs Creation, but give us some background if you would. Yeah, so our president, Jokowi, when he was sworn in for his second and final five-year term last year in October, he announced that his administration was planning to pass an overarching law that would streamline regulations across various economic sectors and simplify the business licensing process with the idea of improving the ease of doing business in Indonesia, bolstering investment in the country, and in turn creating jobs. The process itself was quite fast. The administration submitted the initial draft of the bill to the House of Representatives or the DPR in February 2020. It went through deliberations and revisions in the House and Special Working Committee and various drafts were circulated publicly. And then COVID-19 came, but it did not stop or even delay the discussion of the draft by the parliament. It was quite surprising for us that the process kept moving forward despite the pandemic. And there were even several protests against the draft law. The bill was finally passed by the House on October 5, and it was signed into law by the president on November 11. This is the first time Indonesia has ever passed a sweeping overarching law like this. It contains more than 1,100 pages, 186 articles spread over 85 chapters. I don't think there are any other civil law country that have ever passed something like this. Wow. So it sounds like it moved quickly, regardless of what was happening with COVID. But of course, there had to be some controversy on this. Isn't that right? Yes. Thousands of Indonesians had protested for three days straight against the controversial bill, criticizing that it will harm workers and the environment. Rallies took place throughout the country. Hundreds were arrested, not only in Jakarta, but in other cities as well. Most of the controversy has concerned changes to Indonesian employment law under omnibus law. And there were several fairly large demonstrations by labor unions while the bill was being deliberated. To make things worse, there were even multiple versions of the bill that got circulated to the public, most of which were hoaxes, of course, but still managed to ignite significant resistance from the public, especially from the labor unions. Oh, boy, that sounds like a mess. But let's get down to fundamentally what the omnibus law does. Can you tell us what it does, actually? Well, it basically amends, revokes, and adds provision to laws in multiple sectors of the Indonesian economy. There are changes to the oil and gas law, to the electricity law, and mining law, and even the law on halal products. 
it revises various provisions in the company law, which helps regulate the norms and practice of doing business in Indonesia. So it was pretty sweeping. Specifically for labor and immigration matters, the omnibus law introduces changes to the manpower law, the national social security system law, and the law on social security administrating body, the migrant workers law, and the immigration law. All in all, it's actually kind of good news to employers, but maybe not so much to the workers. And many of the new provisions would require implementing regulations, which should be issued within three months, which is very possible to be delayed, to be honest, and pending which there will be a legal vacuum in Indonesia. Well, let's drill into the specific changes in labor and immigration law. Shahdan, could you just take us through these changes? Well, not all of the changes under the omnibus law are dramatic or headline-grabbing, but there are a few that are particularly noteworthy for employers and employees in Indonesia. Like the first one is for expatriate employment. For expatriate employment, the requirement for written permit or work permit has been revoked. Now expatriate employment only requires a foreign manpower utilization plan, or what we call the Rencana Pengguna Tenaga Kerja Asing or FPKA. So this basically cuts down on the permitting requirements and streamlines the applicable with the applicable government regulation on this matter. And in addition, even an RPTKA itself is not required for expatriate workers for production activities that have stopped due to an emergency, uh, vocational activities, business visits, for technology startups, or performing research for a set period of time. Aside from that, there's also changes for the fixed-term employment agreements, fixed-term employment workers. The omnibus law basically revokes the maximum statutory period of a fixed term employment uh, agreement, which is currently, which was two-year, one-year, two-year rule. So this can be interpreted to mean that a fixed term employment agreement can be extended continuously. But again, uh, like Farhul said, this will have to be seen in an implementing regulation. And also the omnibus law mandates employees should get compensation for termination or completion of a fixed-term employment agreement. On outsourcing, Omnibus Law revoked the restriction for using labor suppliers to carry out core activities or activities directly related to the production process. But it, it does specify that labor supplier companies must obtain a license from the central government. On termination of employment, reasons for termination is now clearly listed in one clause. The list of severance and Service pay components in accordance with the legs of employment are still in place and provided. However, the specific formula for termination benefits for certain termination grounds is revoked. And it remains to be seen how this will be regulated in the, in the implementing regulation. And then for efficiency in closing down of businesses, evidence of the two-year losses in an audit financial report is no longer required in an employment termination. Failure to pay termination is now clearly stated that is subject to criminal sanction. And there's an introduction of a new type of social security benefit, what is called a loss of job security. That's something new. On visas itself, there's a thing called a pre-investment visa as, as one of the activities for expatriates that can perform in Asia under a visit visa. So now doing a pre-investment, you can go into the country and use, just use a visit visa. And foreigners treating in Indonesia as a second home are eligible for limited stay visa also. So that's main things under the omnibus law. Well, that's pretty significant. I mean, boy, they certainly cranked through this stuff and it, it affected all those different businesses. So Shahdan, what is next now that the omnibus law has been passed? What does the future look like? 
Well, basically, the omnibus law states a lot of technical details on how new and amended provisions are implemented or enforced will be further regulated implementing regulations that are mandated to be issued within three months as of the enactment of the omnibus law itself. So we hope this will be the case because past experience has shown that these kinds of regulations are not often issued in a very timely manner. I think there will be a lot of waiting and seeing how some of the changes under the omnibus law are put into place or if they can actually be undertaken in practice without an implementing regulation. And then we will have to wait and see that what implementing regulations have to say about some of the technical details and provisions that are not covered in the omnibus law. But all in all, the omnibus law is unprecedented because it's uh, all-encompassing and there are so many stakeholders to address. It remains to be seen whether it will fully reform the business environment. Regardless, it is a positive step forward, creating more certainty in doing business in Indonesia. It's a matter of striking a balance between streamlining regulations and addressing the concern of stakeholders, which the government will need will have to cope with. Well, that's very interesting, gentlemen. I mean, it sounds like some revolutionary changes there and getting those communicated and implemented is going to be uh, certainly a big job. So thank you for the update for those doing business in Indonesia or considering it. I'm sure that information is very helpful. Farul, Satan, thank you very much for the update. You're welcome. You're welcome, Pete. If you'd like to connect with Farul Youssef or Shatan Aziz or any of our lawyers from around the world, please search for them on the ELA website at ela.law by going to the big Find a Lawyer widget in the center of the page. Click on the drop-down box there. You can also sign up to receive invitations to our upcoming webinars, download white papers, or get access to on-demand content in our online library. You can also access the ELA's exclusive Global Employer Handbook. You've been listening to Employment Matters, a podcast brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm Pete Waltz. Thanks for listening.